I have been talking about you and identity. You and your identity is a big subject. This is the second day that I'm covering this, and you need to stay with us. Hopefully, it'll be a blessing to you. Welcome again to All Things Apostolic. This is our second day to deal with the subject of you and your identity. And we have previously mentioned that uh, the subject of identity, a personal identity and people knowing themselves has become like huge. I mean, beyond uh, description almost because people have issues in this area that have been compounded by exterior things outside of themselves in our society. Fragmentation of family, uh, uh, dissolution of parental responsibility, uh, uh, people that uh, uh, both parents are working and the latchkey kids, of which I was one, um, and so forth. There's, there's the internet, uh, the exposure to stuff that uh, is very difficult to control by parents or authority figures, uh, the fragmentation of authority figures, the uh, the attack on authority figures, uh, the uh, th through drugs and alcohol, the reduction of opinion of the value of life. Uh, the crime and also the dissolution of an individual as they they dissemble, they they fall apart and finally die of drug addiction, either prematurely or extremely prematurely uh, by by ODing. All of this stuff, all of this stuff, and much more uh, uh, abuses and so forth. Uh, all of this stuff adds to an identity crisis, which many people have today. It is the core, I would propose, that it is one of the two or three or probably the uh, most basic core challenge in the lives of people. And we mentioned yesterday that uh, biblically, the reason is, is that with the fall of Adam, there was dissonance within himself and there was separation. One of the things I mentioned uh, earlier was the theological truth that if you look for what, if somebody said, what is a characteristic of sin? Well, the primary characteristic of sin, the results of the curse of sin and the weight of sin, the primary word that would describe it is separation. Sin separates. Sin separated man from God. Sin separates the husband and wife. Sin separates uh, man from his world. At one time, the animals were could probably communicate with him. I would guess that in the Garden of Eden, they could communicate on some level much higher than what we have now. They were not um, afraid of man. They were not uh, opposed to man. And uh, there was a whole different relationship with the earth, which apparently did not grow weeds. There was work to do, but it was pruning and taking care of fruit-bearing 
and 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 beauty bearing plants, not of weeds. But so there's a separation of man from his earth. There's a separation of man from the animals. There's a separation of man from uh, other human beings. Uh, there's a there's a part of us that's always lonely. That even though we're a part of society and of the community of the human race, there's a part of us that's isolated. And then, of course, the two primary separations would be separation of self from self, and finally, separation of self from God. Now, there's a lot, a lot of difference. Don't, 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 don't think that I'm teaching some false doctrine when I say this. There's not a lot of difference between separation of self from self and separation of self from God. The reason is, is because the self of a human being is made in the image of God. It emerges out of God's personal image and self. And so when a person comes back and gets into right relation with God, which is done through Jesus Christ, then this gives them right relation with themselves. A byproduct of right relationship with God is right relationship with self. And so I've, I've experienced, I've, I've been counseling people for decades as a pastor, a minister, a leader, and a, and a counselor. Uh, and uh, and I've, I've seen this happen where people uh, did not, they were just totally estranged from themselves and estranged from God and estranged from their fellow man, which is when people do violent things or or self-destructive things. They will destroy others, or they'll destroy property, or they will destroy themselves. And uh, I just had a wonderful man who was a wonderful friend who uh, fell into drug addiction after, after being such a wonderful person. And finally, the drug addiction drew him to the place of hopelessness that he leaped off of uh, the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Uh, and or rather Golden Gate Bridge and uh, and took his life. So this is the ultimate tragedy of of human beings. And I may be talking to somebody today that is struggling with uh, with like not liking yourself or feeling like you hate yourself um, and you, you don't have to be a kid to, to have these feelings. This can be, uh, it's an ongoing pressure where the accuser of the Bible calls the, the devil the accuser. He is accusing us all the time as individuals, and he uses our conscience to accuse us. You're bad. You're, you'll never make it. You're not good. And all of that wears on people and wears them down if they don't have help and if they don't have the gospel and if they don't have people that will nurture and help help them in these ways. So one of the reasons I think that uh, uh, this is one of the reasons why I think counseling in the church from, uh, I'm talking about in the church now, from people who are qualified both spiritually and personal relationship with Jesus Christ, as well as professionally, is, is on the rise and necessarily so, because the breakdown of the structures that help keep people together and given them at least a modicum of mental and spiritual health and even physical health when you come to drug addiction, uh, uh, those structures uh, have been broken down uh, or at the very least they have been greatly weakened. And so you have people who have these needs and they need people to be able to help them. 
So that's kind of what we're trying to do here right now is if you struggle with these kind of things and you see in yourself this, this dissonance, this discord uh, uh, between what you perceive you want to be. And you may have, that may just be foggy. You're not sure you perceive what you want to be, but you, you have a little idea of that. Um, well, and then you see yourself down here and you may see yourself as, as further degraded than you really are. But, but we see ourselves, the more hopeless we feel about it, the more we see ourselves in this area down here. And so these inward struggles are important. They're important. And uh, Jesus Christ does bring wholeness. Well, how does he do that? He does that because there's two federal heads of the human race. Only two. Only two. One is called Adam, and the second one is called the last Adam, which is Jesus. And the other is called the first man, and Jesus is called the second man. Everybody falls under these characterizations. The first man failed and brought this fragmentation of self inwardly, as, long, as well as a lot of fragmentations uh, outwardly too, but inwardly brought this fragmentation. The last man Jesus, through his uh, uh, resurrection power, brings us to wholeness. So, so here's the difference. He is the, he is the answer for the problems that came with the first Adam. So anyway, when we look at this, have you ever wondered, when Jesus was walking down the street, for example, or walking on the seaside and seashore, and there was crowds around him, when he looked at them, what did he think of them? What did he think of them? If, if you would have said, Jesus, give me a one-word definition of mankind, of, of all these people that you see, what would your word one-word definition be? Well, I think that's answerable. I think he did tell us that. And the one-word definition of every individual in the human being that does not know him would be lost. Because Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save, to deliver, to seek and to save that which is lost. That's his definition. That's not mine. And when you look in the Bible, you find all kinds of things in the Gospels uh, that indicates that that was his definition of, of a human being. For example, even the appellations, the, the titles, the, the, the names he gave to himself, I am the way. Well, the presupposition to that is, is there's a mess out here and there's a lot of roads and some places there's no roads and people are looking for a way, a path. They, they don't know where to go or what to do. So, Jesus is saying, in essence, they're wandering, they're lost, they don't have direction. So he says, I am the way. And then he says, I am the door. Well, the presupposition is, is that people are, are out here outside of help, and they can't find a, an access, a portal, an access point to get to where help is. They sense that there may be help, but they can't find an access point to get to that help. And so Jesus says, I am the door. And then he calls himself, I am the truth. 
when he says, I am the truth, that indicates that there is all kinds of untrue or falsehoods out there, false therapies, false cures, false messiahs, false doctors, false people who say, I have the answer. And he says, all of those, all of those are out there and they're all, they're not honest. And he says of the devil himself that he is a liar and the father of liars and of lies. And so the whole world lies in darkness, the Bible says. It's, and people lie in deception. They are, there's this, deception is a major key of the enemy of man's souls. So Jesus, seeing all of that, says, I am the truth. So this is why, this is why at the core of our teaching about, about bringing the self, yourself that you see to yourself that exists, yourself in its essence, its purity, its perfection, which you look and see even if cloudy, and then you see where you're at in your imperfection, in your existence, and it's like God will never be able to cover that distance. God, I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. God, I'm all broken to pieces down here. So when you see all of that, and then you look and you see that Jesus says, not only is he all those things, he's the light, he's the answer, and he says, I am the life, I am the life. And so all of this, all of this is, is found, this is why we teach that Jesus is the answer to this. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He conquered, which death represents the ultimate conclusion of all the fragmentation and separation. And in fact, the theological term for death is separation. And so it's separation of body from soul. It's separation of body from spirit. It's separation of man from God if, if he dies separated. So all of this that we're talking about is not just some uh, wild-haired preacher that's, that's saying, come to Jesus. It is the answer to these issues. And the songwriter had it right. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And he is the answer also for you.